Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I'm your host, Curveball, and today I'm joined by Giuseppe. He was a corporate refugee that was commuting five hours to New York City, and he decided to turn all this around by starting a business. He is here today to talk to you about his experiences and the mistakes he made hoping to help someone out that is in the same position that he was in. Giuseppe, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Curveball. It's a, it's a pleasure. All right. Why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself, anything you might want them to know, and we can get it kicked off. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that. So I, um, you know, I, I was first generation Italian. My, uh, you know, my family, when they came here, they opened up a restaurant. So I, I got my first steps in entrepreneurship uh, or experience, I should say, from, from that business. And that was probably the best experience ended up going the uh, corporate route, wanted to see what else was out there. Eventually, uh, you know, after speaking with my wife, deciding, you know, together that uh, j- just the job itself, corporate America just wasn't a great fit for me. So we decided to uh, use our savings to invest in our first business and actually teamed up with a business coach that helped me to decide between a startup or a, or a franchise. And I really love the value proposition of a franchise. So uh, we went that route back in 2000, uh, 2006, 2007, and uh, it's been great. You know, I own a few franchises, and now uh, the person that actually helped me get into franchising, uh, which is a franchise coach and consultant, uh, I actually got into that business as well uh, in order to help people make one of the biggest life decisions that they've ever made. So very excited in what we do. You know, we do help quite a few people figure out if, if business ownership is the right fit and uh, I'm excited. I, I really enjoy what I do on a daily basis. Well, let's talk about what kind of franchise that you own. Yeah. So I, I own some franchises in, in both uh, cleaning and maintenance in the past. And, and right now uh, I am actually part of an organization. So my uh, company works with a company by the name of Franchise. Uh, probably the leader in franchise consulting, and they specialize. It, it is a non-franchise, and they specialize in helping um, anybody essentially figure out if business ownership and franchise ownership, if they're a right fit, and they have a four-step process that we can get into. Maybe either now or later, you let me know. But um, uh, four-step process to figure out what type of, uh, of franchise is the right fit, uh, and it's not your traditional way. It's not about picking a few franchises to see if they fit. Um, it's more of figuring out what you really want. And then from that model, uh, you know, what are two or three companies that match that, that ideal business, that ideal model? Yeah, let's get into that right now because my next question was gonna be, what does it take to start a franchise and how do you find out if you're a good fit? And, and let's talk about the model that you have. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I mean, I, I tell everyone, you know, on our on our first call, we we like to obviously get to know one another. It's it's mostly allowing, 
you know, anyone that we're working with to just to let us know where they're at, you know, where they're looking to, to be, uh, kind of what their goals are. And, you know, is family involved, get the spouse or wh- whoever's involved in that business, the, the entire family really should be part of that decision making process. You know, I, I tell everyone franchising is not better than a startup and vice versa. You, you know, technically you can own both. I tell people that franchising, like any other business, uh, you have a model already put together for you. So someone has already, you know, figured it out, figured out the systems, what what the right process is, uh, the marketing and things like that, and, and essentially created, uh, once again, trial and error, they create that infrastructure, you run the business, and it can be replicated throughout the uh, the entire country. So when I, when I sit down with someone and we talk about franchise or non-franchise, I basically say, do you want to, you want to figure everything out uh, from A to Z, the product and the service and figuring out how to distribute it, figuring out how to find customers, or do you prefer the model already created for you? So as I mentioned, one is not better than the other, but it's, it's more of what you prefer. You know, that was the path for me uh, with, with how we help, uh, you know, our, our, our candidates, I, I basically, I answer any questions they have on franchising. If we feel it mutually, we're a good fit to move forward. We go right into a second call where uh, we, prior to the call, we send out a brief questionnaire to gather some additional information. Uh, We spend about an hour or so really digging deep, kind of painting a picture as to what your ideal business looks like, you know, what type of employees, meaning, uh, are they uh, skilled employees? Um, is the training, you know, where you can train the employees relatively quick, quick quickly, excuse me, or is training, uh, you know, where you're sending people off to the corporate office to get trained, maybe have some better retention. So we, we ask a lot of questions, territory, where you want to be? Do you want to work from home? I always jokingly say, do you want to log into your laptop and work from your pajamas, from your home office, or, or do you want to go to a retail location? So once we figure out kind of the, without go, getting into the actual franchise names, but what the ideal business looks like, we document it, we create a model, two pages uh, of roughly what that looks like. And then I go to work finding two or three really good franchise companies that meet all your requirements that fall in line with the, your financials and what you're looking to invest. You know, I, I speak with every franchise company directly to make sure that there's territory involved. So it's really exciting. You know, we, we don't like to look at the, the franchise first because, you know, you, when you look at a franchise first, you start to almost change your wants and your ideal business to match the franchise. So with 4,000 plus franchises out there, I say it's much easier and actually less overwhelming to reverse engineer it, figure out what you want on paper we figure out what franchises and more importantly, you know, are they available? Are, does the franchise company feel like you're a good fit? And and just to give you a a quick example, you know, many franchisors may not feel it's a good fit based off of how you are uh, looking to run that business. So for example, uh, many people will call me and say, I want to keep my day job. I I work in the city, New York city and in the, you know, financial services. And I want to kind of run this business on the side. Many franchises may not allow that. Uh, others will offer a training as well as, uh, you know, allow sem- what we call semi-absentee ownership, where maybe it's 15 to 20 plus hours a week. So we have those conversations behind the scenes so that you don't have to worry about it. We'll even look into if there's resales available, if you're looking at an area that's 
been completely sold out. We'll, we'll go back to the franchisor and figure out if there's resale opportunities. So a lot, a lot of great stuff. And then our, our job, you know, and that's where our job begins. Once we make the intro, you speak with each franchise company, we coach you to, uh, throughout the entire process to figure out if that specific franchise company is a good fit. So we coach you on questions you should be asking the franchise company, questions you should be asking franchisees, and the list goes on. So we're very, um, you know, we, we work together very closely before, during the due diligence process, and even afterwards, after investing in the franchise, if you are looking to invest in other franchises or expand your business, we're your go-to for all those types of questions um, in growing your business, or just even if it's as simple as a, a vendor recommendation, like an attorney or an accountant. Let's talk about the pros and cons of the models that you discussed, figuring it out yourself or following the model that's already been created. What are the pros and cons of both those models? Yeah, I, um, so, you know, when you, so basically a franchise, it's, it's, it's a business in a box. Sometimes we call it a business on training wheels and obviously a startup, um, you know, you're figuring everything out yourself. So on a startup, the pro if, you know, and obviously if this is a good match, but the pro is that you create everything. You don't have someone telling you, okay, well, this is the product line and you don't have to ask um, and say, well, I want to add. So I own a McDonald's and you want to add hot dogs or pizza and things like that, which aren't on the menu. You, you can suggest it. That's actually where the, the $5 foot long idea came from uh, actual, an actual franchisee of the system. So, but going back to a startup, the pros are you can create everything from, from start to scratch, you, you know, start to, start to finish, I should say, you know, you can create it. It's yours. You can put your name on, you know, create the logo, put your name, you know, in, in, the, in the company, in the actual brand. The biggest negative, you know, kind of, I, I would say uh, of any type of startup, and I hear this constantly, and I'm sure you, you know, people like this. I know I, I do is that there are some great ideas, but without action, an, an idea doesn't go anywhere. So there are people that I know personally and people that, I, that I've talked to that have these great ideas and it sits on the, their business plan, sits on the laptop and just doesn't go anywhere. So, and, and that, would, that would be the, the con. So sometimes the startup may be not as, uh, as high as a franchise, but uh, factoring in you know, just the, the wasted time because you were sitting on it, not sure what to do. Sometimes that costs you as far as just opportunity costs. Um, on a franchise, you have the, you have the complete opposite. If, if obviously, if it's a right fit for you, but you have a system, and that system is in place. And you know, going back to the McDonald's example, they give you the the menu, so there's really nothing to uh, change. I myself would love that. I just love work. I love running with something that's working. But for that person that's creative, that is uh, creative in the kitchen that 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 wants to add to the menu, then I would just say franchising is just just not the right fit because that, that is, that has all been figured out. There's a science, there's a methodology. It's all been figured out to the penny and exactly how everything is actually, you know, cooked and processed and, you know, from, from A to Z. So uh, on the franchise side, you have to follow the system. If you're not following the system, number one, there's, there's no reason to, to own a franchise. Uh, you know, there's less uh, of a chance of being successful um, and, uh, you know, with the franchise, obviously, if you are going off the system, not just following the marketing, but 
not following through with, with certain requirements, obviously they, they would, there's going to be a call from the, the corporate office. So it's meant for people that, that truly want, you, you know, you could still be creative, but you need to follow, uh, you know, follow the system. And I always tell everyone, some people start out with a franchise as a, uh, I almost call it like a stepping stone into business. And that next business, uh, you know, maybe that's the motivation you need to launch your startup. Maybe it's, the motivation, the people behind you, the capital, the money you made from the franchise. So uh, definitely pros and cons to to both. Franchise or startup is a business at the end of the day, there's risk involved. Uh, A franchise will mitigate some of that in that you have the system built and uh, you can also speak with and work with uh, franchises all over the country, depending on the size of that business. So two great, uh, I always say, you know, no one wants a business. In my opinion, they need it. It's a lot of work. So uh, two different vehicles uh, to get you to hopefully, you know, where you want to be, which ultimately we hear the same thing, more money, more time and freedom to spend with uh, your family or just freedom to travel. Uh, so we, we hear a lot of the, uh, the same uh, motivations for owning a business. So let's talk about funding for franchises. How would you get funding if you did not have the available funds? And on average, how much does it cost to mm-hmm. start a franchise? And how much of a percentage do you have to give back to the corporate when you are doing a franchise? Right. So uh, good question. So I'll start off with the uh, the royalty. Uh, franchises tra- traditionally from uh, the many that I've, I've spoken with and work with, it, it's a percentage and that percentage is, uh, uh, which is on total revenue, I should say, not on profitability, but on revenue, it's anywhere from, you know, three, 4% up to, up to 10%. And the big question is what exactly are you getting for your franchise? But any, uh, for that royalty, I should say. So for anyone looking at a franchise, don't don't compare and say, well, I'm going to go with this franchise because the royalty is less, you know, figure out what exactly you're getting. So if, if it is 10%, uh, it may be broken down into 5% royalty goes to the profitability of the, of the corporation, the franchisor. It may be 3% for a call center, 2% for marketing. So you want to make sure you're very clear and every franchise will, will give you a franchise disclosure document. Uh, a lot of people have heard yeah, uh, by its initials FDD, and it'll give you a breakdown as, as to what you're getting and exactly what the fee breakdown is, which leads into um, funding and the investment. So the investments, uh, literally uh, there's franchises, uh, I've heard of franchise fees as low as $10,000 into the millions. Uh, one key, and what I tell everyone is, don't focus so much on the franchise fee, focus on the total investment so you have a true idea of what the franchise is, uh, what the what the investment's gonna be. So when you speak with a reputable company, they're gonna give you a item seven, and that's, a, and that's gonna be universal uh, across all franchise companies, and that item seven is gonna give you an investment range. So uh, you know, there's a franchise fee, which is going to be the same for everyone. So typically, whatever that franchise fee is, and they run from, as I mentioned, 10000 to as high as uh, 100000 um, There's that fee, which is a, a one-time fee for the license, for the ability to do business as a Subway or McDonald's franchisee. Um, and then there's going to be other fees in there, such as a technology fee. If it's a, a store you know, or a restaurant, there's going to be brick and mortar uh, build out costs. So 
there's other fees. So they're, they're going to factor that all in. And at the end of the day, you're an extension of the franchise company, an extension of the brand. They want to see you do well and you, you, you know, they want to make sure you represent the brand well as well. So uh, they want to make sure you're set up for six, uh, success. And they'll say, you know, these are our minimum financial requirements just because you can afford the franchise itself. Uh, they want to make sure that, you know, you have six months living expense so that if you are the only income for the household and you, and you quit your job, uh, they want to make sure you have, you have some money aside to pay your mortgage or your rent or, or you know, your, your monthly expenses. In our business, it's, it's really nice. So what we do is uh, typically on our, after our first call, we always make an introduction to a funding company. So taking a step back, we don't charge for our services. We're, we're paid directly from the uh, franchise companies. They pay us a referral fee. So there's no monthly costs or fees. There's no contracts. Same goes for our referral partners. Uh, they will offer you guidance. There's no, no uh, fee for the guidance uh, unless you move forward with, with a product such as a SBA loan. Uh, so our, what our funding partners will do is they'll do a full analysis and they'll say, okay, uh, you know, based off of the type of business you're looking for, based off of your, you know, your, the money you have in the bank and your investments, these are the three options uh, that, that we offer. And there's even a fourth option uh, and that fourth op- option, it may be a home equity line of credit, you know, utilizing the equity in your home. And that's a, a, that may be a, a, a product that they do not offer. So they may re- recommend going to the bank. So I like that because they're very honest. They do a full analysis. They don't just recommend products uh, that they have. They recommend, uh, you know, vehicles like a, a home equity loan to, uh, to go directly to the bank. So having options is Great. Most people, you know, when it comes to funding, are not sure exactly what's out there, and that's why companies like we use a company, Friend Fund, uh, Guidant Financial, and Benetrends. Those, those are three of our, our companies that we use quite a bit, and they'll do that full analysis for you. And um, going back to you know options that most people don't know about, uh, there are there there are a lot of options. There's traditional loans, home equity. We we've all heard of them, but uh, two that I find interesting are. Portfolio loans, you can actually take a loan on your investment. So the great part about that is the interest rates are very low and you don't have to sell your stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and things like that in order to access that money. Uh, so basically you're taking a loan on your money um, and they'll you know figure out a structure uh, and, and charge you a, a fixed percent. And the other, which has been probably by, by far one of the most popular next to a traditional SBA loan, is a, ro- a rollover of uh, retirement funds. So uh, there is a way, uh, it's called a ROBS plan, where you can uh, essentially access 401k money from a previous employer um, and utilize and roll over that money for your um, business, no penalties and things like that. Essentially, you're just liquidating from the funds or whatever investments you were in to roll over into the business. Um, and in that you, you're able to fund the business, pay yourself a salary and use those funds. So really, uh, there, there are truly a, a lot of options for someone uh, looking at a business. Don't assume, you know, you know, franchises don't cost millions, as I mentioned, you know, on the very low end, you know, 10 or 20,000. Um, I've heard of maybe one, uh, you know, that low. But I would say typically of, of, of companies we work with, you're looking at an all in investment of maybe 60, 70,000 plus and uh, various, as I mentioned, options in order to fund. So don't assume it, it costs millions of dollars. There are lots of options, both in funding, investment levels, and there's literally a franchise in every industry from 
brick and mortar retail and, and restaurants to employment services, water smoke mitigation, porta potties, dumpsters, you name it. There's literally literally a franchise in every industry. Well, let's talk about you said in the beginning that you talked to your wife and you realized Carpet America wasn't for you. But at the same time, you're dealing with Carpet America and you're basically helping people get into Carpet America. So how did you decide what you were doing at first? And you can talk about what you were doing versus switching over to what you are doing now because it's still corporate America, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, with, with, um, so to answer your question, so I was, uh, in, in the investment world for, for many years and, uh, just wasn't, was, wasn't fulfilled, wasn't happy. So when speaking with my wife and, and, and looking for what else was out there, I did hunt and look for other jobs and just felt, you know, my five hour commute, um, living in New Jersey, commuting into New York, no matter where you live, it seems to be at least, an, it seems to be a, a minimum two hour uh, round trip commute. I just happened to live further south. Uh, there were subway involved and uh, uh, just not not fun. So I realized the the corporate route just wasn't wasn't for me. And that's when I went back to my business roots, right? You know, and the entrepreneur, you know, my family helping run that family business. Um, and that's how I got into, into uh, franchising. So I do work with a lot of corporate executives and, and help them make that decision. Many feel like they're stuck uh, given the pandemic and, you know, where people are, are at. Many people have been furloughed, have lost their job and they're thinking to themselves, okay, do I want to go back uh, you know, and, and have a job? And by the way, there's nothing wrong with having a job. I talked to uh, quite a few people that, that contact me uh, looking for a business. Um, you know, they've read things online. Maybe they've talked to, received advice from someone that maybe never owned the business, which is always a little scary. So I always, uh, you know, I always give my feedback. I always talk about my story and, you know, where I'm at. And, you know, I don't regret any, any, anything in my life. You know, as much as I maybe wasn't happy with my job, it gave me the flexibility to, uh, to research franchise companies during my lunch break uh, it, you know, I made good, a good income, which I was able to fund my first business. So, uh, no, no regrets, you know, everything happens for a reason is kind of my motto. So, so I help the corporate execs and talk to them and talk them through, you know, maybe, maybe you should stay with your job. You know, the grass isn't always greener. So what are your motivations? Why, why are you looking to do this? In some cases, the motivations are off. They're just doing it for the money. And I go, that that's not what entrepreneurship is about. You could definitely make money, but there's much easier ways, in my opinion, to, to make money if that's just your number one and only motivator. So we just talk about what it takes to be an entrepreneur, set the expectation level. You know, you own a franchise. You don't just buy the franchise, open up the doors and it runs itself. It's still a business. You still have to oversee it. So I educate, uh, you know, we really don't sell anything. It's it's all education. It's all you know, there's a lot of preconceived notions of what a, a franchise or a business is. As I mentioned, uh, most people say, I'm interested in franchising, but I don't have millions of dollars. They don't realize that there's literally a franchise in every industry and investment level. So lots of education. I even talked to quite a few people that say, you know, I, I want to own that business. It sounds like a great fit. They, they just cannot let go of their job and the benefits uh, to, to begin with. So we explore semi-absentee ownership. And we talk about what that looks like. And obviously that's, I always tell people you're looking at a little bit more of an investment, 
not that you're going to have a higher franchise fee, but you may, you may, depending on the system, have to hire a general manager maybe to run the store, to run the business. So I always say to, you know, I, I, I kind of like to set the expectation level, you know, let them know what's to come. And, uh, you know, so, so that, that's, that's what we do. You know, there are people that, you know, I I work with uh, outplacement centers, career um, uh, placement centers, and just, you know, people in transition all the time. And sometimes when we feel it's not a good fit, we will send them over to those people to maybe find another job. So maybe they were just truly unhappy, you know, business ownership is exciting. Maybe they were watching The Profit or Shark Tank, two of my uh, favorite shows. And um, maybe they just got really excited and, 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 you know, how well people were doing and maybe working with, Mark Cuban or something like that, or, or, you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. So, so I, I kind of just, I educate them. I give them my opinion and I give them resources. So for example, I had a gentleman, a uh, young gentleman, uh, graduated college, had a, had a, a, a business in college, did extremely well um, exploring franchising, but just, he did well, but he just did not have the, the funds, you know, the funds were, were um, invested he did not have any liquidity. And I told him, I think you're a great fit for franchising, you know, given your background, given your accomplishments, uh, I think you'd be a great fit. But why don't we work on a plan to save up a little bit? You know, there are funding options, but that's still going to spread you a little bit thin. So why don't we follow up in six months? You know, I give them everyone my personal email and phone number. They can contact me anytime. Uh, I don't have someone answering my phones or, or emails or texts. And uh, we touch base when maybe in six months, we revisit the franchise and, and figure it out. But, um, you know, for the other people that we mutually agree, maybe it's not a good fit. They're in great hands. I always refer them to a, a headhunter or I should say an executive recruiter, an outplacement center, someone that I've actually talked with, maybe had on the show. And, uh, they're able to support them there. And if need be, we get on a three-way call and, you know, I, I give my input and uh, I'm all about, uh, you know, helping as many people as possible. And, not everyone that talks to me ends up buying a franchise and, and that's fine. I have uh, no problem with that as long as I did right by that, by that person. So let's talk about some of your successes and failures and your journey of getting into franchising and, and helping people get franchises or startups. Talk about your successes and failures. Yeah. So as far, as far as successes go, um, you know, I, I should, I, actually, I'll start with failures. Um, you know, one thing that they don't teach you is that, um, you know, you can't be an expert in every area. And I think I went into business ownership saying, okay, uh, I had a really strong sales and financial background, but not so much on the marketing specifically with social media. So, um, you know, in the very beginning funds were, we're tight. You know, it was my fir- first business. I invested quite a bit and I try to figure things out on my own. And uh, so I, you know, I went, I went in, I, I invested my own money, uh, took a course, worked with a coach, trying to figure out the best avenues of marketing. And although we did have some success and, and I learned, you know, quite a bit, which is, uh, you know, I, I, I learned marketing maybe better than the next person. I just took a course where I actually went through to my own business, experimented, spent my own money. So as much as, as good of an education as that was in an experience, you know, when we talk about failures and things, um, you know, the one thing I didn't know, or, or I should say the one thing I learned was that I lost a lot of time. So if my strength was sales, uh, you know, when you do an analysis of your strengths and weaknesses and things like that, 
uh, I missed out on a lot of sales because I was too busy figuring out the marketing when I could have easily outsourced it or worked out something with, you know, with, uh, you know, some type of arrangement, someone being a, a new business owner and having them run with the marketing. So definitely spent a lot of time there away from sales and what I did well. And I don't know if it was, you know, the business wasn't a failure, but definitely um, slowed down my progress and looking back and, and talking to some really successful people and other business owners, I realized that that's something um, that definitely slowed down uh, my growth. And as far as success goes, and that goes on the, on the flip side, you know, y- years into owning a business where I was getting really kind of bogged down with a lot of the you know, customer issues and, and, and acquisition and, and marketing and all the other stuff. Uh, I wanted to, to work on the business, not in the business. So I hired a general manager and that, that freed up my day to do what I enjoyed. And, and, and I like sales. So, you know, I didn't mind being on the road and, and talking to potential uh, clients and I enjoyed that part. So I think with any business, you don't have to be an expert in all areas that, that was what hurt my business. And I think once you, outsource it or, or have someone kind of take that, take that off your plate. And, you know, you run a business and, and you do something you're, you're good at and you enjoy, I think that that increases your odds of success. And that definitely helped with the, um, the growth of my, the growth of my business. Sorry. Um, so I think, you know, those, those are some things, some, some key takeaways in my business. I, you know, I'm, I'm still learning as I go, I'm 15 years in and I feel like every day, every day is a new learning experience, but uh, I would just encourage everyone to find, you know, th- you know, there's a, there's a book that just came out. It's called who not how by Dan Sullivan. And uh, I would, hi- <clears throat> excuse me, highly recommend that book. He's the owner and founder of strategic coach. And it's right in the title. It's who not the house and, so, you know, not figuring out who, you know, what, what marketing is the best way. Is it texting? Is it email? Is it certain social media platforms? It's the who, who is that person that can help you get in front of clients if it is that marketing agency, having them, you know, follow their plan, you know, their, their forte and what they're good at and figuring out the who that either a person or a company to help you get to, uh, to where you want to base. So, you know, a little plug on a book from, from Dan Sullivan. And, uh, as, as I mentioned, it's a, it's a quick, I think it was 99 cents on Amazon Kindle and, and one of the uh, best and quickest reads that I've ever, uh, ever read during my you know, entrepreneurial j- uh, journey. Tell us the name of your company and tell us about any upcoming projects that you might have coming up and also give us some final thoughts for people who might be looking to own their own business. Yeah. So, um, so Franchise, uh, so that is the, the name of the company. Uh, my website is um, myfranchiseroadmap.com. And uh, the beauty, uh, it's a very simple website that we built intentionally uh, that gives you some information on that. There's a blog and entrepreneurship, but we also have, um, so anyone, anyone listening in can go to the website and start listening to the podcast. Our podcast, uh, the podcast name is Franchise Freedom. And we interview people, uh, franchise companies, attorneys, accountants, uh, people that are in a career, tr- currently in career transition people that um, uh, have gone through career transition where they went from employment to business owner. We, we even have a guest on there that a good friend of mine in town that uh, pivoted his uh, DJ uh, company to a uh, sweet shop where they're selling candies and chocolates and things like that. So really, really good information. Um, and you're hearing it from all different angles. Uh, so my franchise roadmap.com. 
uh, take a look. The podcast's on there. We also offer, um, if you click on the video tab, a webinar that we recorded and it's about 20 minutes. And if anything, if you, if you watch or, or do one thing, I would definitely check out the webinar. It's, it's me speaking. It's, uh, as I mentioned, 20 minutes and it goes through um, the differences between owning a, a, a business and, and employment. It talks about risks. You know, there are, there are also risks uh, when owning, um, or I should say, when having a job where, you know, a, a lot of people specialize in one function, their promotion is based off their manager. You know, they're not truly in control of their, of their career in the event they're laid off. Um, you know, what's the plan B? So, Plan B, or what we call the safety net, is potentially a business. Maybe it's a side business that is a side business while you're working, and then a full time business uh, in the event you decide to leave, furloughed, laid off, whatever the situation may be. So, really good presentation. And if you have the time, um, click on a book. And I wrote a book last year. It's called. It's also called Fran uh, Franchise Freedom. It's a manifesto, and uh, basically talks about uh, gets into a lot more detail. So. A lot more detail than the presentation, but it talks about my story. It also talks about um, doing it on your own uh, as far as figuring out if business ownership and franchising is, is the right fit and uh, starting to research companies. So you can, you can do it on your own, but I say, why, why, go, why go through the, um, the hours and hours of figuring it out where you can leverage uh, my experiences? You know, I, I too utilize a franchise coach and consultant uh, 15 plus years ago. Uh, I learned a lot from that person, and uh, I also incorporate a lot more from from you know from that. Given certain things, I wish I knew, uh, or I, maybe I should have considered. So I incorporate all my knowledge as a non-franchise owner, franchise owner, and everything in between. And I, I put that in the book. So I encourage people to you know podcast, video, uh, read the book. It's a free download. You can pick it up on Amazon. I think it's uh, $4.95 on Amazon. And um, then just uh, there's a contact tab. You can email me. Uh, you can get right on my calendar right through the website. And uh, I always offer everyone listening in, anyone call, you know that's going to be calling me, a uh, 20-minute call, and we'll brainstorm some ideas, figure out if business ownership is the right fit, and, and um, you know, answer any questions you may have. And then uh, if things go well, we mutually decide to, to work together, you know, we'll schedule a follow-up call. Uh, as far as uh, what I'm working on, I am working on a, a, a lot more video, a lot more content. Um, the book kind of uh, is a summary of what we do. So in, instead of, I was, I was thinking about a, a version 2.0, but since I, I, I felt like I covered a lot of the aspects of, of uh, figuring out if, if business ownership is the right fit, um, starting to put together more video content where I can just simply send videos to people. So if someone signs up for our email course, email a course on franchising, which is also a free course right on the website. Uh, they'll get more video uh, with me talking and just uh, from my experience. So basically, instead of me on a call, it'll be more of, of, of chunking what we talk about into five minutes here and two minutes there on, uh, you know, what's a franchise and how do I fund it? That may be topic one. And the second topic would be, you know, what do I do if I'm stuck between two franchises and I can't decide? Or how do I read the franchise uh, disclosure document? So just providing more content for people to read so they can get over their, their, their fear, right. Their uncertainty, their anxiety and educate themselves uh, to truly figure out if franchise ownership is the right fit and, and which is the right franchise. So uh, I do that. I, it's just a, a passion of mine. It's something I love. And I, to be honest, I wish uh, all this existed when I was uh, going through my search. So 
uh, here to help anyway. Uh, as I mentioned, myfranchiseroadmap.com will give you all my contact info, information and, and info on the book. And feel free to download and, and share with anyone that you feel may be a, a good fit for uh, business ownership as well. You want to throw out your social media links or do you just want people to go to the website to get that information? Yeah. Yeah. You can go, you can go right to the, uh, to the website. It's uh, you know, if, if you go on sh- uh, social media, it's also on my website, it's GG, my initials, the franchise guide. Uh, and uh, you, it's all the same for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. And we just created a, a new YouTube page, which will be rolling out a video podcast going forward. So uh, feel free. Um, all the social uh, links are on the website as well. And uh, definitely check out YouTube. We'll be posting some uh, a lot more videos and content on, on that page. Ladies and gentlemen, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure and uh, look forward to uh, speaking again soon. Uh, Curveball, thank you. And listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review, and tell a friend after listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.